Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beep-a-dow That really doesn't get said enough it doesn't, outside of this podcast. Everybody who's listening needs to start saying that in their daily life. It'll just make you more happy. When you wake up in the morning, instead of yawning, just go, <laughs> It's kind of like that thing where they say like it's scientifically proven if you sing more in life. Exactly. Even, even randomly about what you're doing, it'll make you a happier person. Yeah. If you say regularly, it'll probably make you a happier person. It will... To a degree. 100% proven. Yeah. Science has shown that if you say shibbity beep dow every day, multiple times a day, you're, you'll be 65% more happy. Yes. <laughs> statistics are true. <laughs> statistics are never made up. Just like we know the statistics about American Brews and Tunes being the 100% best podcast ever. I have heard that. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, anyways, this is American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston. My name is Jesse Titus. And this is episode 98. 98! Ooh. We're over the hill and over the other hill. <laughs> over the hill? We've been over a couple hills on this podcast. We we decided that the first hill is 40, right? I think some people say 50, though. Not 50. But I think it's 40. I'm one year closer to being over... The mini hill. The mini hill. You are. Yep. For all, all you who don't know, Jesse literally just turned 30. 29. 29. I'm one year away from 30. Uh, that's the, <laughs> I, I should know this because I'm, <laughs> I'm at the same age. <laughs> turning 29 this year. <laughs> I was about to say because I'm turning 32, but uh, 2020's got me all backwards. Yeah. It's got everybody all backwards. Yeah. All backwards, turned around. It's almost as if we've done a 180. I'll tell you what has been keeping me as not backwards as possible, is beer and music. Yeah. Something that you can always usually rely on. You can always count on it to normally be the same. Yes, this is true. Unless you're trying some crazy, wacky beer or listening to some avant-garde Or trying a beer music. from Nashville's Calf Killer. Is that the one? True, Calf Where they Killer, make that's like right. They make single... really sing- yeah, single-barrel brews. And they're always weird and interesting. And different. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have like a standard beer that they always produce. I'm not sure that you can find it. They might. um, But they also, they just produce like wacky things that you can only find on draft. Yes. Yeah. But they're cool. Check them out if you you ever are in Nashville and you see the name Calf Killer. You're in for a treat. (laughs) Anyways, on this very fun episode, I'm going to be reviewing an album that Jesse had recommended called Natural Everyday Degradation by the band Remo Drive. That's right. Um, but before I dive into that interesting album, let's dive into some interesting beer. Yeah. What do we um, got today? Today we have, uh, like I was just talking about Calf Killer in Nashville Brewery, we've got another Nashville brewery, Southern Grist. Oh, yeah. We have reviewed their beers from time to time on this podcast. Yeah. Haven't we had their, their coconut IPA on here before? You mean Broken Nut? Broken Nut. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a great name. Um, but this is called Gradient Love. Mm-hmm. It is a hazy IPA. Um, not really much to say about hazy IPAs other than... Get ready for a thicker mouthfeel and... Juicier, some less hops Juicy, usually. sweet citrus. Yeah. Which is generally what you're going to find. Uh, I've never had this beer. Um, but I'm looking at Untapped right now. 
And from what Aunt Untap tells me, it is a New England oated double IPA hopped with Vic Secret, El Dorado, and Galaxy hops. Well, that so, quote is accurate because that is literally what it says on the side of the can. Oh. It also says, drink fresh, keep cold, when in doubt, add a gradient. <laughs> That's usually like if, if you're photoshopping something and you don't know how to design it, add a gradient. Yeah. Um, this clocks in at 7.9%, so it is technically high gravity. Kind of boozy. But we're not flying too boozy. high. Color-wise, it's, it's kind of looks like pineapple juice. That's what I'm looking at. It does, at. yeah. Like a, like a thick pineapple juice. It's very hazy. Smells citrusy, a little hoppy. Smells good. It's got a nice little head on top. It smells kind of like a normal uh, New England IPA. Yeah. I'm the interested oats, about the oated part, yeah, though. Yeah, that, that usually gives it a little bit of a creaminess doesn't yeah. really affect the flavor as much as some other things that they may add yeah like the hop varieties yeah what do you say we uh give this a little try let's give it a try as we always say in american brews and tunes and as you should always say wow i'm happy yeah and not just because i'm about to drink beer good hop presence yeah i think so it's juicy but the hops come through a little bit more than the juiciness yeah, the hops come through at the end. Yeah, you really have that lingering kind of in bitterness. The, uh, yeah, in the back of the palate. Yeah. Um, it is It is creamy. Um, I, I suppose mm. that would come from the oats or the oats. Oats. It's almost It's almost like not as thick as, say, like a bearded iris. Beard. No, I don't think so. It's not quite so. as thick. It's but it still is really good, though. I'm, I, I like it. thicker than normal mouthfeel. But yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. Um, I, th- I do think that... It tastes boozier than 7.9%. Hmm. I can see what you're saying. There is like that slight warmness. Yeah, which I wouldn't expect from an IPA that's less than 8%. Yeah, well, by 0.1%. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking like 9%. Yeah, I suppose normally you get to like 8.5% to like 9% to 10%. That's where you really get that warmness. A 1% difference on a beer makes a big difference in taste. Yeah, it's quite a bit different. Now, of course, if you're going from like four to five percent, that's not a big difference. Probably, but if not. you're going from six to eight seven, to nine, seven to eight, you, you yeah. can usually tell. Yeah, especially with IPAs, a little bit more with like West Coast style IPAs, but even with like New England style IPAs, you can still definitely yeah. tell. Yeah, but this one's tasty. It is. Uh, it's I a can good definitely one. get the pineapple. Oh yeah, kind of juice. It's not overpowering. It's you know it's enough to let you know it's there, but it's not the majority. Of the tastes, which I like. Yeah, it, it's really just kind of solid all around. Yeah, it's very tasty. Sabro- so, muy sabroso. Good as job. As our Spanish-speaking friends would say. Good liquor. Does that mean good liquor? No, it means tastes good <laughs> in oh. German. I don't, I'm pr- there's probably, it's probably not the right... Uh, good beer. It's probably not the right... Uh, what's the uh, What's the term for like... Speaking properly, conjugation, something like that. Something like that. It's probably not the correct conjugation, but it's I know translated gut, correctly. Literally, I know "gut lecker" means something to the matter of taste good. I think "sab sabre muy bien" is it tastes good, or "muy sabroso" is very tasty hmm. in Spanish. Muy sabroso. I sabroso. think, but I could be wrong. As always, if the flavor profile changes to us as it warms up, we will let you know. Otherwise, yeah. let's dive into Remo Drive. Yeah, let's start talking about Remo Drive. Their second album, as I said before, Natural Everyday Degradation, released 2019. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I had never heard of this band until I was listening to Spotify. Uh, sometimes I listen to 
like my weekly mix mm-hmm. where they essentially play other bands similar to what I normally listen to. Yeah. They usually they come up with some good recommendations sometimes. Yeah, and one song off this album came on and I was like, mm-hmm. I like this song a lot. And so I listened to the whole album and I was like, this is a pretty solid album. I try to to listen to those weekly what do they call it like weekly discoveries or something? Something like that. Or recommended yeah. for you. I don't remember what it's called, but I try to take advantage maybe, of that. Yeah. I like preview some of the songs and I'll star the ones that sound like they could be good. And yeah. then I forget to come back to them. Yeah. But I but. should I should listen to the ones I've starred more. Um, I heard of this band when Epitaph announced that they were signing them. Like they sent out a is either an email press release or some press release somewhere that they're signing Remo Drive, and I was like Remo Drive, what the mm. the heck? Yeah. Um, and Epitaph, at least back in like the '90s, had had a ton of bands that I like '90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so, they've kind of gotten into the heavier bands that I'm not as fond of. Um, but usually, when they announce that they're signing someone new, I'll check it out just to see what they're like. Are uh, are the Menzingers on Epitaph? Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Same with the John K. Sampson, Weaker Thans. Oh, yeah. At least in the U.S. Um, but I checked it out. Um, they were re-releasing their album Greatest Hits on Epitaph. I, I think they had released it with uh, whatever label they were with before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I checked out Greatest Hits, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, so that was my only real experience with them. I had I knew they had come out with two more albums since then. Yeah. Um, this one, Natural Everyday Degradation, and they had an album come out this year, which I have not listened to. Same. I have but not either. Perhaps I'll dive in. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of hard to classify this band. Yeah. Um, they've, they've got a lot of different influences. I just wrote Garage Pop Rock Slight Emo Band. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I would say that Garage Pop is probably a, a, good. a good descriptor. And it's almost like the... Uh, what is it like the fifties, like late fifties rock, pop, yeah. like late fifties pop and rock? Is almost almost seems like it would be a good, yeah, kind of way to describe their sound as well. Like that kind thing of. you do, yeah, kind of in that vein. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Not exactly, but close enough. I mean, it's closer to that than say like nineties rock. You yeah. know, yeah. They do have some grunge influences, though. I would say, yeah. Definitely. A little here and there. Did you, and they're also from Minnesota. Oh, really? I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. So there you go. Another Minnesota band. A Minnesota band. Minnesota. Just like yeah. uh, that one band that I'm drawing a blank on that's like a pop Motion punk City? band. Well, them too. But there's a pop punk band that the guitar player like goes all over the board. Band of Turtles? Taps a lot. Not Band of Turtles. I can't remember what they're called. If I remember, I'll let you know. Otherwise. Taps a lot. Yeah. We saw them live. They opened for somebody that we saw at Basement East. Basement and their drummer's East. got a huge tiny mustache. Mo- tiny tiny mo- moving parts. Moving parts? Yes. Yeah. Tiny moving parts. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyways, this is their sophomore release, as I mentioned, uh, following their Smash album, Greatest Hits. It's a bold move, uh, <laughs> naming your first, first album, Greatest, album Hits. Greatest Hits. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty clever. Um, and in my opinion, that album is their greatest hits. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Um, this album seems to slow down a little bit more from from greatest hits, and I think it's a little less standout-ish. Mm, okay. um, I think a lot of songs on here sound the same. Not in a bad way, though. Um, there's a lot of cohesion. Uh, yeah. there's, there's still good elements um, and whatnot. I do want to touch upon his, his voice mm-hmm. first, because it's a really unique voice. It is very unique. He uses a lot of vibrato. Mm-hmm. Um, so his voice wavers though. I can't do it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and his voice sounds like he sings soft. Yeah, it's just just soft enough to where he gets that slight little bit of vocal fry in his voice. Yeah, it's really an interesting like, way eh, to sing. Eh, 
I can't do it. Like it, almost, it like crackles a it little bit. It almost sounds bit. like his voice is on the brink of not working almost sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, but shall we dive into the track listing? Let's do it. All right. Track number one, which is my first recommendation, is called Two Bucks. And Bucks is spelled with an X. <laughs> so it, that's where I would say is some of the grungy influences, that heavy guitar coming in. Yeah. Chunky driving. But then they come in with the dissonanced guitar in that lead line. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the verse comes in, all of that is stripped away and it's just drums, bass, and vocals. Yeah, so they play a lot with like dynamics in a lot of their... Yes. Or I guess... Technically not dynamics, but it's I'd say it's dynamics to it's a like degree. It's like the thickness of the sound or whatever. Layers. They they add yeah. strip a lot of layers and yeah. play with the space. And they do that on every song pretty much. Mm. So I'll I'll say that again when it happens, but it's it's all all over the place. Um after hearing the intro, you think it's gonna be uh, a rager the entire way through, but yeah. not quite. Like it's really a different pace once the verse comes in. And even the chorus really isn't that massive. Mm-hmm. Um it's Pretty interesting, but they, they do show their dynamics and when they go back and forth between verses and chorus. Um, lyrically, the song is about moralistic guilt, even if he's not being a religious person. Yeah. Um, like he talks about being drawn into religion because of the music mm-hmm. at one point in time, but not really caring about it. But then he, he's got things that he feels guilty for. He's like, should I feel guilt even if I don't believe in God? It's really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, kind of strange theme for the first song on the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they picked it for a reason. Yeah, the whole theme or the whole idea in that song makes sense in the context of like the album title. Yeah, natural, natural everyday, everyday degradation. degradation. And later on in the album, you really kind of get yeah the themes of mundanity mm-hmm. and what's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, especially in my favorite song of the album, which I don't know if it's your favorite song, but we'll see. Probably not. Because track number two, The Grind, <laughs> which is my next recommendation, is probably my favorite song. Okay. <laughs> we definitely don't have the same favorite song. Yeah. Um, this is way more, like, way faster and more upbeat than the last song. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, as with many bands on their sophomore effort, like after their, a lot of bands that have their first album come out to, to a lot of acclaim, yeah. um, will then spend the next year and a half touring. So when their sophomore album comes around, they write a lot about what it's like to be on tour mm-hmm. instead of writing what it's like to be an average everyday person yeah. not on tour. Right, right. Um, so this is their song about being on tour, hmm. The Grind. But it's really a different take because if you don't know that, and I only know that because I've, I read on Genius where he clearly pointed out that that's what it no, is. That's what, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. But it, he put it almost in the context as if it was a love song, like falling out of love mm-hmm. with a girl. But no, it's not. It's kind of falling out of love with being on the road yeah and how it's a grind hmm. really interesting i don't know if you picked up on that i uh i mostly interpreted it interpreted it interpreted it as uh the relationship aspect but go back and look. kind of saw that it could be applied to quite a few things yeah, but it's not about specifically a tour. relationship yeah. interesting we're falling out of love Ooh. <laughs> it's really a catchy chorus yeah very catchy chorus, um, but I I thought that was really kind of a clever way to Love. sing about it because if you don't know it's about being on tour, you would never guess. Oh yeah, that's a really good part in the chorus where like the drums go uh, double time. Mm-hmm. We're falling out of love. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's really, really catchy. 
Yeah. You can really dance to it if you want to. Uh, moving on to track number three, which is not a recommendation. <laughs> no need to say that, just just reminding everyone. Uh, this song's called The Devil. The Devil. Uh, it's a mid-tempo song, and it's fairly ambiguous on the exact theme, but he does touch upon the god and devil uh, each on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like they're in cahoots. They're in cahoots against him. Yeah, so it's an interesting take, like mm. less of him being torn which way to go, but both of them are screwing with him, kind of. Huh. So it's kind of interesting. At least I think that's in the first verse. I don't, I'm not sure if that carries on to the second. Yeah. Um, it's the the chorus doesn't really do too much for me. Um, but I do like there's a pre-chorus riff, da 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 da, where it mm-hmm. gets really heavy. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, we're building to something crazy. <laughs> uh, but the chorus isn't crazy. Yeah. And it just kind of stays. <laughs> Maybe we just. And it, that's where it has the the drum. Yeah. Um, but it's it's an interesting style. Yeah. Um, still not sure what he's singing about, and that <laughs> chorus never comes. But it's 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 a fine song. It fits in with the album. Yeah. Uh, I don't dislike it. I wouldn't skip it for sure. On to the next song, track number four is called "Shaken," and this is "Shaken." Definitely a reference to ACDC's "You Shook Me All Night Long." Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, their chorus is "You Shook Me All Night Long." Mm-hmm. And ACDC's chorus is, you shook me all night long. <laughs> and I think and they both say, yeah, you, before they come in. Yeah, and this this song also has that drum beat, too. Da, da, ba, ba, ba. And like ACDC's song, this is all about sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unlike ACDC, there is no innuendos here. This one's pretty on the nose. Yeah. ACDC's song is hilarious because they throw in funny things that you know what he's talking about, but he's... But double entendres. Yeah. It's tongue in cheek. He's not clearly stating the mm-hmm. deed. He is he's being cheeky about it. Yeah. Yeah. This one's a little bit more on the nose. Um it can be graphic depending on how you read it. Yeah. EO oh EO oh. Those things are <laughs> definite noises for a reason. <laughs> um I like ACDC's song better. But that's fine. Um the singing almost like when you're singing about something like that, I would expect it to be sung like pretty passionately. Yeah. And I don't think he sings it passionately. It seems almost like lackadaisical. Yeah. And maybe that's the point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really pretty good guitar solo in here, though, that I mm-hmm. liked. Um, it's a catchy song. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Uh, I just think it's funny that they took that approach. <laughs> I'm going to track number five. This song is called Dog. Dog. Not D A W G. D O G. This is probably one of my least favorite songs in the album. Yeah, it's not one of my favorite. It's uh, it just kind of never goes anywhere for me. I agree. Like I agree. it, it kind of like meanders through this. I don't know. Like it's almost like it's searching for like what they want the hook to be. Yeah, and and they just kind of never get there. Something that I, I was gonna say later, but I might as well throw it in now. I am not the biggest fan of the melodies he he uses. Hmm. Um, they're unique melodies, um, but they're. There's just almost something that I'm longing for in them. Hmm. They just don't quite do it for you. Yeah. And that's nothing against them. That's, that's just not my... Yeah. doesn't click with me like yeah. some other bands do. Yeah. Not a problem, but on to, uh, back to Dog. Um, this is a strange song thematically. I don't know if you remember the words. Yeah, I remember most of it. He talks about like his dog not leaving him alone. Yeah, like his and dog, he hasn't slept in months. He has to go get a silver bullet. 
Yeah, because uh, later on, maybe it's a werewolf. a werewolf. Yeah, so it's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's actually singing about his dog, because it's, like, affecting his re- relationship, too, yeah. and, and affecting all a bunch of aspects of his life. Mm-hmm. I think it's something else. I mean, it could even be, like, anxiety or something. I don't be, know. It's, it's most likely a metaphor for I, something. I think it's a metaphor for something. Like, I mean, he talks about his dog, like, not letting him sleep. Yeah. And whatnot, so, like, maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's... Could be. Some he talks other... about being on, like, the phone with someone, and his dog's, like, biting him in the arm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It could be. Maybe maybe it literally is a dog. I don't know. But I, I think it's a metaphor. I, I I would venture that it is a metaphor. Yeah. Almost 100%. Yeah. Moving on to track number six. We passed the halfway point on this album. Oh. This song is called point. Separate Beds. <laughs> separate Beds. Uh, separate Beds. I mean, you don't need to wonder what this song's about. It, the title says it all. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a relationship that's been long going and you have separate beds, then the relationship is on the decline. It's yeah, grown the, old and stale. Yeah, and this is where the uh, natural everyday degradation kind of theme come back comes, in, back, comes yeah. back in. And you can interpret this one... A couple different ways. Like, I don't know if he's talking about him and his significant other going down this road of separate beds, separate blah, blah, blah. Or if he's talking, he's seeing people doing that. Yeah. Because once he gets to the chorus, he says, honey, we got a good thing. Let's keep our old love young. Yeah. I really like that part. It's, so I think that part's super catchy. That but could anyway. be interpreted as he's seeing other people have their relationships go this way. And he's like, look, we've got something good. Let's keep this Let's going. Keep, yeah, yeah, or yeah. if it is his relationship, maybe this is a plea to turn things around. Or maybe it's him just being ignorant and not knowing that his relationship's going down. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. There's probably even more ways to interpret it, but it's... Honey, you could see it a bunch of different ways. We got a good thing. I like this melody. And I like Let's the second chorus when the synth or guitar kind of comes in with that... Like yeah. that repeated, like a uh, slight delay sound. It could be a guitar, could be a synth. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's probably a guitar. But it's 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 like you kind of want to sway back and forth and mm-hmm. dance. It's a fun, yeah, that's fun song. A, a, yeah, that might be a good representation of how he's like wanting to deliver that line to whoever he's talking to. Yeah, sweetly. Like he just wants it to be, be- back and awesome like when they were young. That I think that chorus is probably an outlier for their sound on this album. Hmm. I think it's very different from the rest of the songs. Yeah, I could see that. But I really do like that chorus. That's a good song. Um, I also like the second half of the the bridge when he's like, nothing perfect lasts forever. And the drums are, nothing perfect lasts. Yeah. I like that that part. Just when I get there, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to track number seven, which is not very different from track number six. The song's called Ezra and Marla. This song is about fairly, pretty much the same theme. It almost seems like it'd be like the sequel. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I mean, in that, in the Separate Bed song, he's talking about... Maybe it's these people, Ezra yeah, and Marla. maybe he's talking beds. about Ezra and Marla. Because this one is about two specific people who are have been in a long romantic relationship, and it's on the decline. Yep. Now they're starting to see other people. Yeah. That person at reception's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does mention that they they're, they got eyes for other people. Yeah. Her Her, when they hold hands... Her grip is looser than it used to be. Yeah. Um, it's a fine song. It doesn't really stand out to me. Um, I do think it's interesting that at the end of the song, they kind of cut out to this lo-fi recording of like just him and an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And they did the same thing on The Devil. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. Hmm. It almost sounds like they recorded on a tape recorder and then 
tacked it on at the yeah, end. Yeah, interesting. Uh, moving on to track number eight, which is my last recommendation. The song's called Halos. Halos. Uh, I like this song. Um, it is pretty good. It's got a different vibe, I think, than some of the other ones. Um, I think thematically it's about going down a dark path. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some religious imagery, like he talks about uh, a serpent with a forked tongue, lights casting a halo on the ground and mm-hmm. angels seeing it or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely questioning morality. Like he talks about, I could see you in Vegas, cocaine in New York, New York. Some weird stuff going on. Um, like two bucks, maybe some, something similar thematically going on mm-hmm. there. Um, I, I really like these syncopated guitars that come in during the chorus. Yeah. Uh, I think those sound really good, and they, they kind of break up the tone a little bit. Um, I don't know. That's It's just it's got a good vibe. Yeah, I definitely. Like Thematically, I still don't really know what he's talking about, 100%. <laughs> no. There's a bit of a, a like a controlled chaos feel. Hmm. There's like weird drum hits that got that guitar thing. Yeah. Interesting. Like just a really interesting arrangement. Moving on to track number nine, which is going to touch back upon that uh, mundanity. This song is called Around the Sun. This is my favorite song. Yeah, because we, all we do is go around the sun, day in yeah. and day out. Um, this song's more poppy and upbeat than the last song. Yes. And the falsettos return to the chorus. Um, he, he had done falsettos earlier, I forgot to mention, but he does falsettos here as well. Um, it's, this is existential. Um, yes, it acknowledges, acknowledges like day and day repetitiveness, wondering what's the point. Um, and it, I thought it was interesting that later in the song he sympathizes with addictions, like saying like you know we're all just going around the sun, so you pretty much need to have some vice. Yeah, like he's whether like, it's he like talks about how drink, people drinking are, or if it's like, like drinking or pills, whether yeah prescribed or self-served yeah to help to help you get through the uh the setting of the sun mm-hmm. the setting of each day and night it's kind of a not really happy nihilist well not nihilistic but slightly nihilistic it's definitely not a happy song but, it's, but it uh, sounds happy it almost it's a, yeah it's a very very upbeat yeah like catchy song yeah but not thematically happy yeah i love the uh the bridge in that song where it gets like really really quiet and then there's like that huge drum hit, and they go back into the mm-hmm. chorus. After that, I love that part. Just a little, little break <laughs> almost. Yeah. yeah. Good song. It's a very on, good song. On to track number 10, which is called Mirror. Mirror. Or as I would say, Mirror. Mirror? Yeah. Is that how you say it in Pennsylvania? I think that's how we said it in mirror? Pittsburgh. It was like, just like, it was like M-E-R-E, Mirror. 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 I don't, I don't think I... Like naturally pronounce it, like over pronounce like mirror, but I say like mirror, mirror, mirror. You definitely have to like, a, mirror, like mirror, but not mirror. You like nearer, like nearer, yeah, nearer, mirror. I just say oh, mirror. The nearer mirror, the near mirror, the near mirror. <laughs> oh man, which mirror do you want me to look in? The near mirror, <laughs> the near mirror, not the oh, far mirror. The near mirror, okay. Boromir, Boromir, Faramir, Faramir. <laughs> Uh, all right let's move on anyway back to the song called mirror yeah um i think this song's about anxiety and having a significant other that can help ease your mind mm-hmm. uh though i am purely guessing because he's yeah. fairly vague yeah um pretty open to interpretation um second half of the song is a banger when the chorus really opens up yes it is um not the first half of the song but that second chorus kind of just like goes and goes and it really mm-hmm. rages in a good yeah. way um 
one of the harder hitting parts on the album, I'd say musically. Uh, but other than that, I don't have much to say about it. Okay. Shall we move on to the last track? Yeah, dude. Track number 11 is called The Truth. The Truth. And what else could you want as an album closer but The Truth? <laughs> um, fairly vague, again. He mentions that he doesn't mind wasting time. Um, he's got some clever ways. Like, he, he says, like, I don't mind if you hang the clock. Like, if you're killing time. Yeah. Hang the clock. Um, so, he also says at the end of the song, when I'm with you, I don't feel like I'm running from the truth. So, mm. it might be a love song or even an affectionate song for a good friend or family member. I don't know. Um, it's not really clearly stated. Yeah. Um, but he's found somebody that he likes wasting time with. Mm. Um, instead of wasting time for no good reason right. we're going around the sun so right. he's got someone that he can do that with hmm. um i think there's kind of like an unease and a building tension in the song with the drums that do like that's the beat like that's normally like a fill beat or a beat right before like a transition beat that's but in that's this song throughout. that's the beat throughout the verse yeah uh, which is strange and it kind of makes me feel like we're going somewhere and we kind of go somewhere in, in the last course when it climaxes, but it's not as big as I was expecting. Yeah. I think mm. they, they do that sometimes. Very interesting choices for the, the rhythms on this song. Yeah. Uh, but overall, this album's fairly decent. I do like their first album better. Greatest okay. Hits. I'll have to listen to that album. Yeah, check it out. At it's some point. a little more raw sounding, too. This one, they amped up the production big time. This one was time. pretty produced. Yes, gotcha. way, way more. Um, but I, I think they were pretty consistent throughout this album. It was mm-hmm. it was good. It took me a couple of listens to get into it. Like the first couple of listens, I was like, "Yeah, I don't like it." Yeah, yeah, but it grew on me. Yeah, there's. Um, I do have to say that to write an album have and have it be that consistent throughout is is definitely nothing to. Um, not that you're scoffing at it, but nothing to uh, like take lightly. I guess like it takes yeah. it takes a, a lot to write songs consistently like that. Yeah, and that's what they did. So yeah. Win-win, I guess. Win-win, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, I would like to check out their newer album. Yeah, same. Um, I did like a quick couple of previews of some songs, and it sounds a lot lighter. Hmm. Um, so we'll see. Who knows? Who knows, man? Um, any thoughts on the beer? Um, it's still really tasty. I mean, nothing to complain. Nothing to complain about. It still has that really nice creaminess, really nice fruity flavor. You know, it's not it's overpowering It's like, it's like Remo Drive. It's consistent. it's not like a complex stout where you'd get other notes the more it goes on yeah it's like it's gonna stay one flavor throughout the entire glass agreed agreed i'm looking forward to Mm -hmm. next week we will be reviewing a different album one that i had recommended for jc jc recommended for jc recommended for (laughs) jc see no this is for (laughs) jesse The yeah. album is Boxcar Racer by the by band. Boxcar Racer. <laughs> yeah. uh, a good album. I'm looking forward to to hearing what you think about that one. Same. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. Anything from Tom DeLonge is precious. You know, I've uh, I've come to agree with you more on that over the years. Oh yeah. Over the years, like I just I appreciate Tom DeLonge's his voice, even though a lot of people might not like his whiny, nasally voice. But I really like it. Um, I always appreciate the sincerity with which he sings. Mm-hmm. A lot of people tried to sing like that after him. Yeah. When, like, they were, like, the first, not the first pop punk band, but they were, like, the first big mainstream pop punk band. Yeah. 
and a lot of people emulated them. Tried to. Especially him. I would say tried to. I don't think anyone's emulating Mark Hoppus's voice. No. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm I'm excited to talk about yeah. that album next week, for sure. Um, if, uh, if you need to reach out to us for either an album recommendation, any questions, you want to say hi, whatever, any anything uh, constructive compliments compliments like the office or constructive criticism either way let us know you can reach us out on all the social medias at american brews and tunes or if you want to send us an email like one person already has yes. <laughs> go to uh, american brews and tunes at gmail.com yeah um and how we uh sign let's, off uh, yeah let's as we finish, finish this beer. beer it sounds good once again my name is steven johnston and my name is jesse titus down the Remo Drive? <laughs> Not even Hatch, just the drive. Just down the Remo Drive. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was good. Thanks again for listening, you guys. This has been American Brews and Tunes. Peace. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day.